Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for February 25th, 2018. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jacks Dean, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled, You Can't Be Serious. I wish I had gone first. Deny self, take up cross, follow me. It's the perfect Lenten message. In this liturgical season of self-reflection and evaluation and examination, a season where we are called to repentance, this is the perfect text. If you want to save your life, you'll need to lose your life. And if you lose your life for the sake of the gospel, you will actually save your life. This is so Jesus-y, isn't it? But what does it look like, really? I think it looks a lot like a high school football coach in Parkland, Florida who apparently used his body as a shield for his students. He was a football coach, a security guard, and a proud alumnus. As one eyewitness reported the events, the death toll would have been even higher had it not been for the coach. They said that when the gunfire broke out, he quickly draped himself over students acting as a human shield He shielded two kids from being shot. He took the bullets himself. But surely Jesus didn't mean literally. You can't be serious. Deny self. Take up cross. Follow me. What does it look like? a recruiter for Teach for America, a program that recruits bright young people from college campuses to teach in America's most deprived school system, once went to Duke University. To an auditorium full of Duke students, she said, looking at you tonight, I really don't know why I'm here. I can tell looking at you that you're bound for bright futures and great success. And here I stand trying to recruit you for a salary of $15,000 a year in some of the worst schools in America, begging you to waste your life for a bunch of ungrateful kids in the backwoods of Appalachia or in inner city Philadelphia. I must have been crazy to come here I do have some literature, and I'd be willing to talk if anyone is interested. But the meeting is now over. She was amazed at the number of students that went forward to get the literature, to ask the questions, many of them seeming to die to give themselves to something bigger and more important than their own selves. But surely Jesus didn't mean we would have to go to such extremes. 
You can't be serious. Deny self. Take up cross. Follow me. What does that look like? Mark Twain once worried, it ain't those parts of the Bible that I can't understand that bother me. It's the parts that I do understand. And I think that's why I found this text to be so vexing this week. The struggle's been real, and it's precisely because I kept trying to ask, what does it look like to live by this text? And what's been bothering me is that I do understand the text, and I know exactly what it looks like. I just don't want to live like it. But I do understand it. It is perhaps the most countercultural thing we read in all of the Bible. You can't be serious that we are to live like this. Now keep in mind that we read this text in light of knowing the full story. We read in hindsight, which is always 2020, the hearers could not have possibly imagined that Jesus would literally carry his own cross to his execution. When Jesus told them, deny them to deny yourself and take up their cross, they weren't thinking about Jesus and his own cross and the Via Dolorosa, which is the way of suffering and following him to his death. We read that into the story. They didn't hear Jesus telling his own story at all, but they knew all too well about crosses as a death sentence. The cross was the punishment reserved for the lowest of the low, the slaves, the poor, and anyone who rebelled against Rome. They got the cross. Rome believed that the death penalty was a deterrent to crime, which they defined as any resistance to Rome. So in its original Markan context, the exhortation to take up one's cross would have been most likely understood as an exhortation to continue to oppose hierarchical worldly powers. When a person was on the way to be crucified, they would indeed literally take up their own cross and carry it to their place of execution. That would have been the image that popped to the mind of first century Israel when they heard this from Jesus. If someone chose that path in this context, it likely meant that they had been brave enough to speak truth to power, even if it eventually cost them their lives. The beauty of living in a democracy like ours is that we can speak out and speak against the powers that be in our land freely without the consequence of death. Really, we can do it without consequence at all. It's our First Amendment right to speak our truth. 
And Jesus seems to be in this passage calling his disciples out of a passive life and into a way of living that stirs things up. They would have had no idea that taking up a cross was any reference to following Jesus to his own. They would have heard it in the moment that we are to speak truth to power. It was the peace-loving activists known as the Quakers that coined this phrase, speak truth to power, in the mid-50s. Judith Sherwin is an attorney and adjunct professor at Loyola School of Law, and she says about this phrase, speaking truth to power, that it's a powerful, nonviolent challenge to injustice and unbridled forces, often perpetuated by government, but not always. She goes on to give examples. Sir Thomas More did it at the cost of his life when he spoke truth to power against King Henry VIII. Martin Luther King Jr. did it at the cost of his freedom when he ended up in the Birmingham jail and eventually it cost him his life, the ways that he spoke truth to power. And now in our more current situations, we are seeing this take shape in movements for racial justice with Black Lives Matter and movements for inclusion of LGBTQ persons with love wins and movements that call for an end to sexual harassment and abuse with Me Too. And we've been seeing it for the last two weeks, led by our country's teenagers about gun violence. When Jesus said something about losing your life, there's a disclaimer in there, did you catch it? Losing your life for the sake of the gospel, that part cannot be overlooked. What is the gospel? The gospel is simply good news. You have to be willing to lose yourself for the sake of good news, which means simply that everything is filtered through love. Are you speaking up for people who have no voice? You can't be serious. Are you fighting for the poor? Are you working for people to have a better life, most especially those who are down and out? You can't be serious. I don't have time for that. Are you using your power and your privilege to make a better way for other people? You can't be serious. This may cost me something. Are you clearing the path for people whose lives are cluttered and broken? You can't be serious. Who am I to make a difference in this world? Are you generous? with your whole life. You can't be serious. Are your words laced in compassion? Are you building people up? Are you spreading love? Bottom line, is your news good?
capital G, good. Deny self. Take up cross. Follow me. I'm afraid I understand the message all too well. It just doesn't suit. It's too much. It's too hard. But this Lenten season calls us to live seriously for the sake of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which means that you will give your life away. Our brothers and sisters this morning in Cary, North Carolina, have had one of their own taken away. Jill Bikindu was deported to the Republic of Congo Friday. They have done this. They have given their lives away, time and money and phone calls to keep their brother in Christ, who's been here for 10 plus years legally, faithfully, as a member of their church and our society. We joined up with them, some from here. I stood in protest. I called my representatives multiple times. The woman at Tom Tillis's office, I did speak to a person and she, she, I said, could I speak with Tom Tillis, please? And he was not available to talk with me. And I said, well, can I really trust you that you're gonna give this message to him? I'm calling on behalf of a brother, Jill Bikindu. He's going to die if he's deported. Are you gonna tell Tom Tillis with the amount of passion I'm telling you? Can I trust you with this message? She said that I could. And he wrote a letter on his behalf. I don't think it was me. But he was deported on Friday. And as I thought of that story, I thought about deny self, take up cross, follow me. Deny self, take up cross, follow me. Deny self, take up cross, follow me. And sometimes it doesn't work the way I want it to. So we wake up the next day and we deny self, we take up cross, and we follow again. We deny self, we take up cross, we follow again. You can't be serious. I'm serious, y'all. I'm serious. May it be so. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. 
Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.